With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And to bring more of an Empire state of mind, I'm talking to head coach of the Albany Empire, Coach Keith. Coach, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. I like that. Empire state of mind. <laughs> Always, right? Absolutely. No, no. This is... Uh... You know, especially the way we finished off last year. I mean, this is this is championship or bust. That's the way we, uh, you know, feel about it. So couldn't be more excited to get this thing started. Okay, so before I get into the hard-hitting questions, my uncle was actually a player and a head coach in the arena football. You might know him, Mike Hoensey. Yeah, that's that's a famous name right there. I mean, famous uh, famous name of, as a player, famous name as a coach, uh, has done so many great things uh, for the league. That's that's awesome that uh, that's your uncle. And I wanted to have a little bit of bragging rights, knowing that you're coming on the show today. I went back and I searched every single time you guys faced each other as head coaches, and unfortunately, you have the bragging rights over me. You guys faced each other five times. He came out victorious one out of those five times. So congratulations to you. Yeah, I'm pretty upset at the one time we lost. That's just how <laughs> I look at it. But no, no, not, I appreciate it. Thanks for bringing it up. But he is a he's a great player uh, and, a, and a great coach and somebody that I really look up to. Okay, so you talked a little bit about last year. You guys finished eight and four. Obviously, didn't finish the way you wanted to. Uh, what are you hoping to accomplish this year? What would make this year a successful year for Coach Keefe? Well, a successful year in my mind, and, and anybody that, that has, has coached with me and, and, and played with me, um, it, it's a championship. I mean, that, that's really the mindset. So for us, look, super proud of what we did last year to, to start a new organization, start a new franchise, have sellout crowds, be mm-hmm. really the perennial uh, you know, powerhouse as far as fan base and the way things are operated. Uh, in the Arena Football League, I mean, it, it definitely is, uh, uh, you know, something that a lot of owners and coaches are trying to, you know, resemble this year as, as far as how we did everything and the way that things are managed. But for us, we want to make sure that that, you know, th- those things off the field are also mirrored on the field. So very proud that we had the number one seed going into the playoffs. We just came up short, and, you know, it stings. And those are kind of things that, you know, you don't forget, especially a guy like myself. I, you know, I've been thinking about this the entire offseason. But it's only fueled us. It's only made us, uh, you know, have worked uh, very, very hard in the off season to, to get this roster mm-hmm. uh, the way that we want it when we start here uh, in March fourth uh, to start signing players. Um, but yeah, it's championship, and that that's the mark of a successful season in my mind. I mean, look when you when you talk about expectations, you know, you want to raise the bar to the utmost highest, and that's uh, the kind of people that we look for as well that have that same mindset. Now, before we get into the whole adding players, subtracting players, I don't mean to put a dent into your armor here, but obviously the Capital Region showed up for your Albany Empire. Um, I noticed you guys went 4-3 and three at home, and that's not indicative of the crowd that we've brought in to you guys. Is there something that you think you could do better at home, or is it just a case of bad luck? 
No, that's an actually a great question. So for us, from an analytical standpoint, we look at those things as well. Like, why were we such a better road team than we were a home team? And I think when you have sellout crowds, I think sometimes, especially young players, especially guys that might have never played in, in these big, loud uh, environments, a mm-hmm. lot of those games are on national television. Sometimes they think just because we're at home, that means that, hey, we're going to get a win because we have a, you know, a fan base behind us. We will always get everyone's best especially when we're at home, because those players on other teams that might not be able to play in front of big crowds like we get to do at home, well, they want to perform well, too, because they're on national TV and they love the Mm -hmm. atmosphere. And then before you know it, every time we have a home game, you're getting everyone's best. And so that was kind of a message that we talked about uh, this offseason, that when you have people that show up and it's 15,000 strong every single game, obviously the, the national broadcast, you know, whoever broadcasts the game, uh, on national television, want to put us on TV. Yep. You can't assume that that just means we're going to get a, a, a victory just because we're at home. And and that really that's really what it was. And before you know it, you're in these close, tight games. So for us, I think it's more of look, don't rely on the fact that we're at home. We're still going to get everybody's best, and you have to perform. Uh, you know, to the expectations that we we put forth. You know what? That's an absolute great answer. I knew that was going to throw you a curveball, but you answered that perfectly because in my mind, there is nothing better than going on the road in a hostile environment and coming out victorious. And obviously, when you have so many fans showing up for the game and creating this hostile environment, no doubt in my mind that these visitors are like, you know what? We're coming here for the W and we're not leaving without it. Yeah, and, and I tell you what, it all starts from the recruiting process, right? So we don't, you know, we're, we don't have the, the luxury of drafting players in our league. So with uh, the collective bargaining agreement that has been signed between the players and, and, and the ownership, well, there's only one year contracts. So mm-hmm. every single year, you have to re-sign the players that are on your team. Well, Albany has proven in a very quick time that we're the place to be. And so if you're not on Albany and you're not having sellout crowds, when you come into Albany and you see the environment, you see the crowds, you see the fan base, you see that it's a city that really, really uh, believes in arena football, you get a little jealous. And so they want to play even that much harder. You know, they're upset that we might have not given them a call or we didn't sign them and they were, mm-hmm. you know, then obviously regulated to play only in a couple teams that maybe give them a call. So you got a lot of that stuff going in. So there's a lot of backstories that maybe fans don't get uh, as much as they do that we know behind the scenes comes with it. So, we just have to defend our home turf, and it's something that you know I really want to go undefeated at home. Obviously, it's you know starts with the first game, you go one and zero, and you just kind of build from there. But you know that's something that we really will focus on this year. So you talked a little bit about the agreement between the players and the AFL, how they're one year deals. Um, so how do you think this team is going to be looking as far as I know you can't sign players until March fourth? Is there kind of a structure that you already have is guys like tom grady already coming back for sure or you know do you have to wait yeah, till it's official yeah, absolutely. that's that's a, that's a great question yeah tommy's coming back for sure 100 percent. so we are very fortunate that we get to talk to the players that finished out uh on our team uh as much as we want so we, we establish great relationships obviously there's a bond there um and the players know the players know i mean that's why you see rise of the empire you see hashtag unfinished business. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there was a salty taste that was left in all of these guys' mouths, and they want to do it together. And that's what I really appreciate about this group. That they know that we fell short, you know, obviously one game away from being in the Arena Bowl and felt like obviously making it there, we would have won it because we would have hosted it. So yep. with that being said, you know, we don't get to talk to any other arena football player that finished last year's season under contract of another team. So that doesn't start until March 4th, and then the process will begin. Uh, but we have a good idea. So really what we do 
is, and this is every year, uh, until multi-year contracts are, are, are back for our players, mm-hmm. that we have players that are coming directly out of college. We have players that have finished in the NFL last year. We have players that have played in the NFL that are now looking for a home because the NFL has not called them and they want to continue their career. We have players that have been cut from Canada. Um, we have players that have actually been cut from the new uh, AAF League. Um, we have players that, obviously, from the arena football standpoint, that would like to now play for Albany. I, you know, Obviously, they're going to express interest. We know that's going to happen based on what we've established and started in Albany. So you have this list, and you create basically a depth chart. Hey, these are our top 10 quarterbacks. These are our top 25 receivers. This is, And, you know, you put them in order. You watch a lot of film with your coaching staff. And then you get the contact information, uh, you know, from the league office or from other agents and things like that. And before you know it, you have this Excel sheet, um, like any player personnel or director of personnel would have in the uh, the NFL. And you have 500 guys, and you're ready to sit there when it's time to call them. So we've been establishing a lot of relationships. We're going to have a very, very competitive team. And then, you know, obviously the chips fall where they must when everybody comes to camp and, uh, you know, the best will play. So you just gave us great insight on – how behind the scenes we may not know all of this is going on. So I really appreciate that aspect. Um, You brought up the new uh, Alliance of American Football League. Are you concerned that that might affect your league? I know it starts and ends before your league actually starts. Do you think that's going to have any effect on your team? You already lost uh, Malachi Jones to AAF. Is it a concern of yours, or are you guys just going to do your thing and let the chips lie where they may? No, the way I look at it, it's a great question. The, the, the way that I look at it is this. Uh, you know, when it, when it comes to basketball, when it comes to baseball, hockey, you know, players can play all over the world. You know, obviously baseball, triple-A, double-A, single-A, there's a lot of opportunity yep. in those sports for players. I mean, I have a buddy that's playing basketball in Iceland right now. So, wow. you know, for football, it, it's not really like that. If It, it used to be if the NFL – you know, didn't give you a phone call, you know, then what do you do? Well, hey, you got the Arena Football League. Well, you have the Canadian Football League. When I was the AAF, it gives you another opportunity. It's more opportunity for players. It's more opportunity for coaches. For us, what now happens is players in the Alliance League now are, they're staying in shape. They're working out. They're getting off the couch. They're saying, okay, hey, the NFL hasn't called me, but hey, this AAF league is now giving me opportunity. But what me and my staff did was we went to San Antonio, and that's where the AAF uh, was hosting camps. Uh, It was about a month ago, and they had eight different teams there. They were all at eight different locations every single day. Well, we stayed out there for a week, and we scouted them. And what we wanted to do was, hey, who are the players that will be released from these teams? Because, much like everyone else in the world, are going to be looking for an opportunity to play uh, in the Arena Football League. Um, you know, or somewhere else because obviously the NFL and the AAF has not given them an opportunity or they did not make that team. So for us, it gives us a more of a talent pool to pull from. So that's directly from a coaching standpoint. Yep. It is good. I think it's great for fans. They can watch more, uh, you know, football in February, March. Again, their championship game is the exact same day as our first game. So yep. they won't run into each other. It's in different cities, different markets. I think it's good for the sport. I think it's good for us to pull ideas off of each other. If you watch the AAF games, um, I was actually uh, at the Orlando game um, down in uh, in Florida. That, That's a good game to be know, at. Was, yeah, well, yeah, and there were seven players that used to play for me. There was a, one of our coaches last year, Chris Thompson, is now coaching for the Atlanta organization. So, wow. you know, this we're all everybody goes hand in hand. We all work together. Um, but there's a lot of things during that game that actually came from the Arena Football League, the live look-in and the play calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the transparency when uh, the referees are, are talking about a play call. We 
all that stuff works well together. And I think from the Arena Football League, I can't really say now, but there'll be some pretty cool things uh, that, that we're going to test out. I, I think that is going to be pretty innovative and, and pretty groundbreaking this year, too, when you see it in our games from a technology standpoint and from uh, you know how we want to interact with fans. Can't wait to see those in action. Um, so looking at the upcoming schedule, obviously you guys added two new teams as an Arena Football League as a whole. Um, looking at your schedule, it just got released not that long ago. Is there a team that's circled as, let's go beat these guys? Is it the Washington Valor, who you guys ultimately fell to at the end of the year? Well, I think this is a, you know this is kind of our motto. I think especially right now, you have no idea who is going to sign to what team. So this will probably be the last year that this happens, where when the schedule comes out, we'll probably next year start signing players in October. So October, November, December, you'll see the rosters grow. By the time they make the schedule in January, if it comes out earlier than that, you'll say, okay, hey, this is the team because it's already been built. Well, all these guys technically are free agents now. So, you know, for me, I think it's all going to be competitive games. Mm -hmm. We have a, a, a league of six uh, teams will obviously we play all of the other five. For me, it's always about who's the next person. You, you never want to over uh, under, uh, underestimate an opponent. You don't want to overlook someone. You want to give them the proper respect and their due that they're deserving. So for me, the first thing I'm looking at is obviously Columbus on that April 27th date at home on Saturday. I think mm-hmm. the environment's going to be electric. Uh, they're going to be coached very, very well. Cedric Walker has been doing this for a long time. He was the defensive coordinator last year in Baltimore. Yep. He's going to put a great staff together and um, you know, you just let the chips fall where they may. I mean, for us, I think for me and our team is just make sure that everybody is just giving their all every single day. It's a very business-like approach. We do at Albany. Um, you know, I want to pattern myself after the greats like Bill Belichick. It's always about preparation. It's always about never looking too far ahead yep. and just being very respectful of your opponents. But, yeah, I think they're going to be great games. I really do. I think it's just going to be electric. The players, you can just feel it. It's palpable. The players are, are recognizing that the league is – is getting on solid ground. There's better markets that are coming in. Next year, there'll only be more expansion. Like This, to me, is the beginning of the new Arena Football League, and I'm very excited because it's, it's, it's come so far in such a short period of time. You give the absolute best coach answers. You hear coach answers. Those are the absolute best coach answers. Um, if, for God forbid, whatever reason, the AFL doesn't work out for you as a coach, you could be a public speaker. Has anyone ever told you that? <laughs> I appreciate that. I, well, and yeah, and sometimes I'm very fortunate that I get to do public speaking out in uh, the communities that I'm involved with. And uh, yeah, it comes with the territory. And I think for us, we wanna we wanna sell this game. You know, I really believe in this league. Uh, you know, when the NFL fell through for me as a, as a player, you know, I was very involved with the Arena Football League. I was very fortunate to be a player and very fortunate to be a coach uh, for the last eight or nine years of my career. And I, I believe in it. Uh, I think it's great uh, for the cities and, and for the fan bases that really appreciate it. And Albany's one of those places. I mean, they just have really embraced us, and we want to make sure we put a great product both on and off the field for them. Coach, I really appreciate your time. Amazing insight, kind of giving the fans a feel of what goes on during the off season. So I really appreciate the time, and you're welcome on the show anytime you like. Thank you, hey, guys. Thank you so much for having us on. I appreciate it. Um, thanks for everybody that's listening. You know, go Empire. A lot of unfinished business, but a rising empire is the model this year. So can't wait to see everybody at the games and appreciate again for having me on. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.